The woman goes towards Jesus and kneels down at the feet of the master. She lays on the floor a little vase shaped like a pot-bellied amphora, takes off her veil after removing a long, valuable pin, which fastened it to her hair. She removes rings from her fingers and lays everything on the couch near Jesus' feet. She then takes his feet in her hand, first the right one, then the left one, unlaces his sandals and lays them on the floor. She then kisses his feet, bursting into tears. She rests her forehead on them, caresses them, while tears stream down her face like drops of rain, shining in the light of the chandelier and wetting those adorable feet. Jesus turns his head round very slightly and slowly, and his deep eyes rest for a moment on the woman's reclined head and absolving glance. He then looks again at the center of the hall, leaving her free in her outburst. But the others do not. They scoff, wink, and sneer. The Pharisee sits up for a moment to have a better view, and his eyes express desire, vexation, and irony. He desires the woman, and that feeling is evident. He is vexed because she has come in so freely, which may cause the others to think that she is a regular guest in the house, and he is ironical with regards to Jesus. But the woman is not aware of anything. She continues to shed torrents of tears noiselessly. She weeps, and now and again she sobs. She then lets her hair down after removing the gold hairpins, which held up her complicated hairdress, and she puts also the hairpins near the rings and the long veil pin. Her golden locks roll down her back. She takes them with both hands, brings them in front of her, and rubs them on Jesus' wet feet until she sees that they are dry. She dips her fingers into the little vase and takes out a yellowish, highly scented ointment, a sweet-smelling perfume, a mixture of lily and tuberose, spreads throughout the hall. The woman uses it profusely. She spreads it, kissing and caressing his feet at the same time. Jesus looks at her now and again with so much loving pity. John, who looked around in amazement when she burst into tears, cannot detach his eyes from Jesus and the woman and looks at them alternately. The face of the Pharisee has become more and more sullen. I now hear the well-known words of the gospel, and I hear them uttered in a tone and with a look, which caused the old resentful man to lower his head. I hear the words absolving the woman, who goes away leaving her jewels at Jesus' feet. She has tied her veil around her head, thus gathering together her disheveled hair as best she can. Jesus, while saying to her, Go in peace, lays his hand on her reclined head for a moment, a very gentle gesture. Jesus now says to me, What made the Pharisee and his companions lower their heads, and is not mentioned in the Gospel, are the words that my spirit in one glance darted at him and drove into his arid, avid soul. I answered him much more than has been reported, because none of the thoughts of those men were concealed from me. And he understood my mute language, which was more meaningful and reproachful than my words. I said to him, No, do not make wicked insinuations to justify yourself to yourself. I am not affected by lewdness as you are. She does not come to me attracted by sensuality. I'm not you or like those who are like you. She comes to me because my countenance and my word, which she heard by chance, have enlightened her soul, which lust had left in utter darkness. 
and she comes because she wants to overcome her sensuality, and she realizes, poor creature, that she will never succeed by herself. She loves my spirit, nothing but my spirit, which she perceives as supernaturally good. After so much evil that she received from you all, who have taken advantage of her weakness for your own vices, rewarding her with your lashing scorn, she comes to me, because she realizes that she has found goodness, joy, and peace, which she sought in vain in the pomps and vanities of this wicked world. Cure the leprosy of your soul, O hypocritical Pharisee, that you may have the right view of things. Forsake pride of mind and lust of flesh. Their leprosy is much more fetid than the leprosy of your bodies. My touch can cure you of the latter, because you beg me to cure you.